Welcome to Now I See, a place where people share their eye-opening moments and how it changed the way they see themselves, their world, and their place in it. We hope you'll be encouraged and inspired by the stories you hear and challenged to see things in a whole new way, too. Sit back and enjoy this show that we've prepared especially with you in mind. I'm your host, Kit McCarty. Our special guest today is Sarah Beth. Welcome, Sarah. Hello. I am so glad that you're here today. We're going to talk about a very important topic. But before we do, let me tell our audience a little bit about you. Sarah Beth had a happy childhood and has always loved being around children. She studied psychology and sociology at Dallas Baptist University and worked in early childhood intervention with the state and children's ministry with her church but being a two-time cancer survivor ensured that she would be unable to build a family with her husband in the usual way. We're looking forward to hearing her story today. Sarah, I see you as fun and playful and an adventurer. You have a great big heart, and you are so creative in your expression. How do you see yourself? Um, Now, after being through the journey that I've been through, um, I see myself as a stronger person than I had before. Um, There was things about myself that I learned along the way, um, how strong I was and independent, um, and more how to rely on God through the hardest times. Um, And it grew my marriage with my husband for uh, 14 years. Um, And we have just seen God truly work miracles over the last um, 14 years. Okay, now we're curious. We want to know what some of those miracles are. So tell us a little bit about your story and some of the difficulties that you've had to overcome. So 11 years ago in um, 2011 of April, I was diagnosed with um, AML leukemia and had a bone marrow transplant. Um, I had also had another form of leukemia as a child. I had been in remission for 23 years and randomly um, got another form of leukemia Um, no symptoms, just random. Um, and we got diagnosed on Good Friday of that year. And, um, we went into the hospital the weekend of Easter and started chemo on Easter day. Um, the day that it happened, we were just in complete shock, um, denial, all the feelings that you could have. Um, but the night before we went to have chemo, um, I was laying in the hospital bed praying and just asking God to just give me a peace like no other. And God distinctly told me that we were going to be in one of the worst categories that you could be in. But he told me it was going to be okay. And I had never heard God speak to me like that before. But little did I know that my husband sitting on the hospital Um, bench was praying the same prayer and God told him the exact same thing and my mom was at home praying as well and he told her the same thing so the next morning um, I got up and I was ready to tell my husband this story and he told me God told me the same thing and then my mom walked into the hospital room and she said God had told her the same thing as well Um, so with a bone marrow transplant you have to have someone be a a match and they go and check your siblings first um my sister was not a match at at all 
and we were devastated. My brother was a half match. And so then if we couldn't find a match, we could have been on chemo for longer than we were. Um, then they put my name into the registry. Um, and most people typically get maybe two or three matches. Um, but they put my name into the registry and I had 1300 possible matches, which is only something God can do. Um, my doctors were shocked. They never had seen anything like this. And I looked at them and I told them it's because I serve a big God. Um, only he can do that. And so they were able to find a perfect match. Um, there was 10 categories and we were matched perfectly. Um, and a year later I was able to meet my donor and little did I know that we shared the same name and um, she lived in Houston at the time and so it was really great we got to meet on Thanksgiving weekend of the following year um, but after a long journey um, we had lots of struggles along the way side effects um, my transplant was, my body was trying to reject my transplant, all these just struggles along the way. Um, and along with those struggles came infertility. Um, we were told we would not be able to have a child of our own. Um, of course, we were devastated. Um, but after much prayer and everything, God laid it on our hearts to start the adoption process. Um and we went to different adoption agencies for meetings, and we just never had a piece about any of the other ones. And randomly, one day at work, my husband was talking to someone about it, and they mentioned Aggie Land Outreach Pregnancy Center. And so we were like, okay, well, we'll check them out. And so we went to a meeting, and immediately we knew that's where we were supposed to be. Um, we started the process. It was a long process, um, home studies and stacks of paperwork and um, a long time of waiting. So after two years, um, in January of 2019, no, 2020, sorry, um, our agency finally had called us about a birth mother. Um, we met her, that was on a Friday, we met her the following Wednesday. Um, we met, we talked for a couple of months, and then all of a sudden, she just decided she didn't feel comfortable um, placing her child with us, which we were devastated. But little did we know, the next day, our agency would call us with another birth mother. Um, who we That was on a Monday, and that Wednesday we met her. And on the spot, she told us that she wanted us to be the parents of her baby. Um, and... We thought that we would not get picked because of the cancer that in the past. But our birth mother um, told us that the reason she picked us was because I had had cancer and her mom had just passed away from cancer the previous year. And she wanted to help us to start a family. Um, and so in May of 2020, our daughter was born. Of course, we only got to meet her birth mother one time because then the pandemic hit. Um, and if you've had a child during a, the pandemic, you understand how difficult that is. Um, we weren't even sure if we were going to get to be in the hospital with our daughter. But miraculously, God worked it out and we got to be there. 
Um, we got to hold her right up soon after she was born and she was with us the rest of the time and has never left our side. Um, and, um, having an open adoption has really changed our perspective. Um, when we first started the adoption process, we were very uneasy about the open adoption. Um, but God continued to show us that it was the right thing. Um, and it's actually turned into a huge ministry for us with our birth mother. Um, she has lots of struggles, um, not with just grief from placing her child with us, but, um, lots of other things that have happened in her life, um, and guilt from placing her child with us. But we keep reassuring her that she is the strongest, most amazing person, for doing what she did um and we encourage her and talk to her on a weekly basis um we send pictures we text we do everything we possibly can um so that one day our daughter will know that she was truly loved by her birth mother um and I know a lot of people have misunderstanding of open adoption but it truly is the best thing um, for the birth mother, for the adoptive family, and for the adoptive child. Um, It doesn't leave them wondering why. Um, It helps the mother to heal because she can see how happy and safe and how her child is thriving. Um, And it helps us to be able to minister to her. Um, And it also will help our daughter in the long run when she's older and she does have questions and we pray that, you know, she can go to her and talk to her openly about it and, um, have a relationship with her and also with her siblings that are still with the birth mother. Um, that is our prayer. Um, and a shout out to our amazing agency, Aggieland Outreach Pregnancy. Um, if you are, um, a mother who is pregnant right now and unsure of what you should do, I would strongly encourage you to reach out to them. Um, They are in College Station, Texas. Um, I promise you they're amazing. They will counsel you. They will encourage you. They will pray for you. They will pray with you. Um, They will help you with anything that you need. Um, And know that we are praying for you as well, even though we don't know you. Um... And um, I, God has just truly shown us that he is much bigger than any struggle or worry that we could have. That is so powerful. Gosh, I'd forgotten a bunch of those details. And so I'm so glad uh, that you shared such a full and complete uh, account of your story. So um, what, what made you so strong? How did you know you were going to be able to persevere through this cancer and to fight forward, and um, also how you could be so confident in your motherhood that you could share your daughter with her birth mother without feeling jealous or anxious about that. What makes you so strong? Um, definitely, I had. we have a ton of family that has supported us, encouraged us, prayed for us, most importantly, through the whole cancer, through the adoption process, through all of it. But um, to know, to have the open adoption with our birth mother 
has really been God, um, just changing our hearts and our mind. But also, once you get into it, um, it's it just comes naturally eventually. It wasn't at first, but um, it definitely helped that we would talk daily before our daughter was born um, so that we kind of did get to know each other even in a pandemic because we couldn't see each other. Um, we would try and FaceTime here and there, um, but it truly was a God thing. Like, But also, like, you grow to have a heart and compassion for the birth mother who was helping you to grow your family. Um, because I could never imagine doing what she had done for us. Um, and so it just, it's happy, but it's also a sad moment. Um, I remember the day we stayed in the hospital for two days, but our mother, birth mother only stayed for one day. So she left before we did. And I remember her texting me and telling me she was leaving the hospital and I instantly broke into tears because it broke my heart knowing she had come to the hospital pregnant, gave birth to a baby, but she was going home empty handed and we were going home with a baby in our arms and it broke my heart to know that and I knew the grief that she was going to have and it was more grief than I could ever imagine. Um, and so it's a joyous time, but it's also heartbreaking time too. It's all of these emotions mixed into one time uh, at a moment. And it was more than I ever could imagine. And our agency kept telling us, you know, I promise you, you're going to have these feelings. And several other adoptive families that we've become friends with, they even have said the same things. And I kept trying to imagine that but I couldn't because I was just so excited to finally be a mother after so many years but when that moment came me and my husband both just were heartbroken because we knew she was walking out empty-handed and we were going home with a baby um but soon after I mean it those moments that emotion you know it did pass but it still does break our hearts still to know that she is holding on to this grief and to this guilt even after all this time um and um it just I don't I can't describe it really it's very hard to describe unless you're in it and a lot of our adoptive family friends have told us the same thing it's just it's an emotion and it's feelings that are very hard to describe until you're in that moment. And, um, it was so amazing after we did to get to see the parents before we went home. Um, they had to sign papers. And so we met with them after they had signed the papers so that they could see our daughter again, um, before we went home. Um, and, it was really great to see them getting to hold her and love on her before we went home. But it was also great to see us together. And we took pictures to show our daughter, you know, these are all the people who have loved you from day one and um, and continue to love you from here on out. Um, and so that's the other part of open adoption that is great because... 
it wasn't us walking away from the hospital separately and one, you know, all these emotions, but we could come back together and for our daughter because it is still her daughter too, but she is our daughter. We're raising her and we love her and she's ours, but she was her mother first. And so I have to remind myself that she was her mother first too and that, you know, we're doing this together even though it might not be in person or in the same town, but she does want her to know that she's loved by her. She wants to see her growing up. She wants to see her thriving and happy. And um, that's been most important to us because we want our daughter to know when she's eight or a grown up, you know, that her birth mother loved her so much and that we loved her so much. So, what an incredibly generous gift, not only to your daughter, to have two families who love her. Oh, and a huge support group of friends and, and church members. I remember um, her shower, her COVID you know, um, enhanced shower, where we were just driving by and throwing gifts out the window. And it was pouring down rain. It was pouring down <laughs> rain, exactly. World's <laughs> worst baby shower. So, so much fun. But to give that, to give your daughter, not only um, the access to her birth mother, but a family who loves her, and then a church family, and and just a huge community. Uh, this child has lost nothing, and she will never have to feel like um, she was given away and nobody wanted her, because she was given away because everybody wanted her, and it just makes all the difference. And what a wonderful gift, not only to her, but to her birth mother and to yourself. I mean, I can hear from your voice that your world has gotten bigger and more beautiful because of the relationships that you've made through this process. Well, audience, we're going to take a break, and we'll be back in just a moment with our guest today, Sarah Beth. We're airing this special episode. mother on this day this year, please visit our site at nis.media and scroll through the archives to find the show we did with Debbie Sims, a leader of a grief share group, who gave us some great pointers for getting through the holidays when your heart hurts. You might also want to listen again to last week's show with counselor and life coach Becky Salazar, who shared tips for embracing your present reality and charting a course that enables you to move forward when you're ready. While you're there, you can sign up for our weekly newsletter and join our online Bible study. If you have photos or special memories you'd like to share, we'd love to see them on any of our socials, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at NowICPod. We always love hearing from you. As always, we consider your five-star rating and review and your recommendation to your family and friends as a huge gift of encouragement, not only to us, but to others who are looking for educational, encouraging, and engaging podcasts like Now I See. Thanks, friends, for your support. Now, back to our show. And we are back with our guest, Sarah Beth. So before our break, we were talking a little bit about the struggles that you had encountered on your journey to motherhood and um, and how you have arrived 
that you are a mother now. So what I'd like to hear from you now are some of the lessons that you've learned along the way. Was motherhood at all what you thought it was going to be? Um, actually, it was. Um, yes and no. Uh, I'd always, since I was little, I knew I'd be a mom. Um, and I also had always had a heart for adoption as well. Um, did it turn out the way I thought? No, but it's actually been better than I thought it was. Um, there have been, there have been some things that I have learned. Um, there are some things that were a little bit harder being a first time mom. Um, I think one of the things that I learned that I had to not compare myself to all the moms, um, was social media. Social media has been a big time struggle. Um, I see friends who have their baby was adopted at the same time as ours. And so we become friends through the agency. Um, and I would see their child doing something and I'm like, Oh, well, she doesn't do that. You know, is something wrong? And then my mom would tell me, no, you know, at social media, like it's not perfect. Um, and I, in my mind that I had to be this perfect mother who had a perfect clean house all the time, or my child had, you know, all these things or, um, had to be the best dressed and, um, to be happy. And that really wasn't what it was. Um, she just needed to know that she had a mother and a father who would do anything for her, give her everything that she needs, not everything she wants. Um, but, um, I mean, it has been the most joyous thing that I've ever wanted in my life. Um, I've always wanted to be a stay-at-home mom, and it's I got here in not the way that I thought I would get here, um, but it has been a true joy to be able to stay home with my daughter every day um, and to be able to see her reach all those milestones and see her just grow and thrive and see her personality come out. Um, but I've also had to learn, because my daughter is a mixed race, um, she is half Hispanic, half African American, and um, hair has been a big thing. Um, I have white girl hair, and she doesn't. Um, luckily, I have a sister-in-law who, my brother and my sister-in-law, who have three kids adopted as well, and they are a mixed race. Um, and my middle niece, she has African-American hair, and so we actually get to... Um, help each other figure this out. Luckily, she figured it out before I had to. Um, and so she's helped me along the way. Um, <laughs> and, so yeah, um, so much it's definitely different. Um, and, uh, and I really, I had a struggle with, um, worried what people's perspective of us yeah. would be with us being white parents and my daughter being a mixed race. Um, with everything happening in the world right now. Um, but actually, God has surprised us. Um, everybody who sees my daughter, and I mean, I'm biased. I think she's the cutest thing ever, but she is um, cute. <laughs> everybody we see out in public, complete strangers will come up to us and be like, oh my gosh, she's just the beautiful, she's so beautiful, she's so cute, um, you know. I love her hair or I love her skin tone and all these things. And those things have really helped us to lose that worry or that, oh, what are we going to have 
And also we have gotten the looks from like, oh, they don't look the same or, oh, they, you know, they have adopted a mixed race. But that has been less than what we thought it would be. Um, And we've actually gotten more from both different cultures and communities um, with like happiness that, you know, we have this child and she's so beautiful and so cute. And um, we have neighbors who are of a different race than we are. And um, they have become to love our daughter as well. And they always want to talk to her when they're out working in their yard. And they've brought her birthday gifts and um, things like that. And if we're outside playing, they and they're driving by, they honk their horn, and they want to wave at her and talk to her. And so all of those things have been great, and God has definitely placed us in the right place at the right time. Um, And, yeah. Babies are such a wonderful way of introducing you to strangers. It's amazing how many random people just come up just to look at your baby yes. and to talk to you about your baby. And now she thinks she's Miss America when we're in the grocery <laughs> store. So, you know. And why wouldn't she? <laughs> Waving her hand in the cart. So, <laughs> so adorable. Um, so um, when my babies were born, I kept looking at them to find my reflection in them. Oh, look, you have my nose. Oh, you have your daddy's eyes. Um, Are you starting to see yourself and your husband reflected in your child? Just the way that she Um, does certain things? Personality things that she's picked up. um, Not just from us, but from her cousins who are adopted. It's really funny that um, my daughter and my brother's middle have very similar personalities. Um, they're both very sassy. Um, <laughs> so that's their age, but yeah, and, some of that's um, hardwired. <laughs> but um, they are just full of energy and just happy mm-hmm. all the time. But um, And I do see personalities in us. Um, when she first came home, I remember sitting on the couch one day and just kind of crying because I thought, is she ever going to know that I'm her mother? Because we didn't look alike, you know? Um and I remember texting my sister-in-law and saying, did you ever feel like y'all aren't bonded or y'all, they don't know like that you're their mother? And I know she was just a newborn, so mm-hmm. she, but I mean, they do know, like, there is trauma from, they know who they're, like, sure. the feeling of knowing their birth mother, like, her voice from being in the womb all that time and her scent and all these different things. And I was worried that she wouldn't know who we were because that's not who she was with for nine months. But um, my sister-in-law reassured me. She was like, you know, my kids obviously were not, did not grow in my belly. Um, But she said, you know, they do know that you're their mom and you'll see it. Like, it might not be today, it might not be tomorrow, but there'll be a moment when you'll see it. And I do see it now because she is a big-time mama's girl. <laughs> um, she wants her mama all the time, and mom can fix everything. Dad can fix some, but she does want mama. Oh, hold and, on to that. Um, You're going to miss that when from she's the very When she became a mama's girl, that was my, okay, she knows I'm her mom. She doesn't see us differently. And that's the good thing about kids. Like, they don't see the differences. Um, now, when they're older, yes, they will. But right now, they don't see the differences. Um and the other cool thing about it was when Blakely was born oops, um, that um, my brother's middle 
when we got on FaceTime with them at, at the hospital, they ran to my brother and said, Daddy, she looks like us. And that just made my heart, like, so happy to know that they could see that they looked alike and that that was her cousin, even though they knew she didn't grow in my belly. Um, so those are things, the little things, and God has showed us little things along the way, you know. Um, likely asked now all the time, where's Daddy? Where's Daddy? When Daddy coming home from work? Um you know, or she'll notice his truck coming down the street and things like that. So God has definitely given us the little things along the way to reassure us, even though we might not have the same eyes or the same nose or the same mouth. But yes, there have been things. Well, that is the power of love, that it doesn't matter what a person looks like or Mm -hmm. sounds like, what their body shape is, Mm -hmm. how they process information, how they express themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, That's the power of love. It covers all of those things. And I know your baby feels so loved and and you have so much love to give. So that is, it's just a celebration for all of us who have watched through this process Mm -hmm. and watched how your family is growing. You going to do this again? We are actually um, in the middle of round two. Um, I wouldn't say in the middle, but we're in, in the, the waiting process for another birth mother to pick us. So, yes, we're going for round two. <laughs> I am so excited for you. I am so, so excited. And for that baby, too, because it will be a huge blessing to be in a family where there's just so much joy and love and beauty and creativity. This has been so much fun today. I hope that you have had it fun as well. This has been um, really fun. Um, This is definitely out of my comfort zone. (laughs) Um, But I have really enjoyed being able to share my journey with y'all. Being able to show you that, you know, God is always with you, even in the hardest and the darkest days when you think there's no way we're getting out of this and you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, Because there were days and we hit rock bottom and there was... Lots of prayer being said because we didn't know if there was a tomorrow for me. Um, And I remember my husband just crying out to God one night um, because he just was so worried. Um, But God showed us, and we are doing well today, and we have a beautiful daughter. And um, I just want to encourage everyone, um, whoever, if you're having a hard time with whatever it is, um, that God is always there and he is the number one provider, the most amazing physician of all things. Um, and he can help you through anything in the hardest of times, even if you've hit rock bottom, cause I've been there. Um, he will bring you up and he will give you strength like no other. Um, and also I want to encourage people like if you are struggling to have a family, really pray about adoption because it can change your world and it not just your world but that child's world as well um you will give them a better life than you know maybe they were gonna have um whether it's through foster care which foster care is an amazing thing too there's a huge need for that um also there's a huge need for um, open adoption, um, through age, there's agencies all over, but I would just, if you're in Texas, um, 
I would encourage you to look at Aggie Land Outreach Pregnancy. They have a huge ministry. Um, it's not just adoption. Um, they minister to those birth mothers. They minister to them whether they choose to parent or whether they choose to place their child for adoption. Um, and they help them with so many resources. So if you are a mother who is pregnant and so unsure what you should do, I encourage you to reach out to them or reach out to an agency that's close by and um, just truly look into it because I know it would be the hardest thing that you can do, but God will give you the strength and you will be the, you are the bravest person for doing what you would do. Uh, And you would help grow someone else's family who is like aching for that. Um, And you could actually grow, help your family grow as well because you will gain another family through it like we have um we've gained another family with our daughter's birth parents um we don't live in the same town but we do talk on a weekly basis and it's been great to see that as well what an amazing and beautiful story i have been so encouraged and inspired thank you for sharing it and it is my joy to say to you happy mother's day after all these years and i have to say one more thing please Um, do it was only a god thing but uh, in may of 2020 we brought our daughter home on mother's day oh wow is that fun that's that's going to be double celebration from here on out Thank you so much for your story today. Thank you. And listeners, we'll see you next week. We're so glad you were able to join us for today's compelling story. You can find out more about our guest today by reading our show notes or visiting our website, nis.media. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Special thanks to the team at Headset Radio for their technical expertise and to Becky Salazar for our bumper music. See you next week.